I'm Liz Tapia, the dark angel from darkbeautymusic.com. And when I'm not ruling my enchanted world, I'm listening to the David Bowers Awards Show. And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, the legendary John Bon Jovial, who is joining us by pre-record today, because he has uh, he has completed his move, but he's not ready to get back in the groove, if y'all know what I mean. So we have my friend Z from upstate New York. Say hello, Z. Hello, Z. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, David. Yes. Thanks for having me again. This is always a pleasure to join you on, on, on the D. David Bowers Award Show, and I'm looking forward to this week's show, that's for sure. And we are looking forward to it, too, not just because you're here, but because you also brought an artist along. But first, we're going to run a disc down that uh, was just released by a previous guest of ours. They go by the name of One Ugly Cowboy, and uh, there are no (laughs) ugly cowboys in the group. But they get a new release out called Catawampus, and we're going to play it for you right here and now.
cattywampus. Imagine trying to come up with a rhyme for cattywampus. They're a great group from Canada, country rock band, headed by that powerhouse young lady you heard there, their female vocalist, Hurricane Jane. And uh, they deal in pure country fun. As a matter of fact, we discovered them a couple of years ago when they did a an awesome rock country version of Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire. I did not believe it. I went back and played it a second time just because I didn't believe it when I heard it the first time. They are currently charting on the Canadian Indie Country Countdown with number one tune, I'm Owning My Crazy. And this is their newest just-released single, Caddy Wampus. What you think, Z? Caddy, Caddy, Caddy Wampus. That's going to be in my head for the rest of the night. You know that, right? Absolutely. It's very catchy. It's got, it's got a good little hook. And I could see that rocking crowds all throughout Canada, for sure. Absolutely. Maybe you get them to come down a few miles south and hit your area there in the Utica, Rome, Central New York area. That would be awesome. I mean, Utica is America's Canada, you know. Is that it? it I, you know, that's a, that's a designation that escaped me in the all the time I was back there somehow. Is that a, a new designation or was that a secret? No, we're we're pretty much Canada. Just we, we're in the United States. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're a hockey town. We're always under snow and ice. You know, it's just it's yeah, just I, Utica. I knew a few hockey pucks from Utica, but that's <laughs> that's a whole other story. <laughs> exactly. Just, we got a heck of a show going here. Got some great music. Z brought us a talent from the Utica area, and we'll be getting to talk and listen to him in just a bit. But we do want to take some time to say hello to our friends back up there. And remind you, if you liked One Ugly Cowboy or any of the acts on the show today, be sure and add their music to your streaming playlists because that's very important to them. And it's important to you, too, if you like their music. We want to thank Titty Bingo, our official house band from Texas, who provide our theme song every week and have for going on 11 years. little red-hot stew of Texas electric blues, outlaw country, and some boogie guitar rock. Check them out, tittybingo.com. Also, want to salute our friends at Rochester Free Radio, who are up for a big Veterans Day weekend. They're going to have a Radiothon Veterans Day weekend. They're going to be raising funds for veterans in the Rochester area. And uh, you can join them all weekend, 12 hours straight, from Sunday morning to Sunday night. The last day, uh, Brian Judah and Ed Contini will be broadcasting the last 12 hours straight. So you can pick them up online and be sure, if you can, make a donation to a great cause, our veterans in the Rochester area of upstate New York. That's Veterans Weekend, November 10th through 12th. Also on Rochester Free Radio, Steve Litvak's Rock and Roll Rumble, which follows the David Bowers Awards on Saturday. And then, of course, following Steve is Armand Spins with some very eclectic rock that you've probably never heard before, but you wonder why if you listen to Armand Spins all on Rochester Free Radio, WRFZ, FM 106.3. Also, Saturday nights, Jeff Moulton's ABC Oldies, Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and then Sundays, can't leave Sundays out. Don't miss Brian Judah's Rock the Rock on most Sundays from noon to four. All that and more Rochester Free Radio, FM 106.3. So uh, be sure and check them out. As I said, we got a lot of things going on this week, including a couple of newer stars that we are just dying to share with you. And uh, Z, 
since this is your guest you brought in here, why don't you tell us just a little bit about him? We'll roll into his first song called Crawl, and then we'll have him come in and sit and chat with us. And well, David, we're sticking with the one ugly cowboy theme tonight. And we're going with a, a very good personal dear friend of mine, Mr. Justin Smithson, who, if you are familiar with the central New York 315 area code, he plays in a very popular band called Showtime. And I will go on record by saying Showtime is the best harmonizing band in all of New York State. They're amazing. Everybody in that band is a phenom. And they've had two, not one, but two guys that performed on NBC's The Voice play in their band. They've been, they've, Ryan Quinn being one and Big Sexy Sean Smith. So, um, yeah, they're amazing talent. They've been doing it for many, many years, and I'm really excited to have Justin join us with us. You haven't gotten them on this show yet? Here it is. Today's the day, David. <laughs> well, we'll get we'll get uh, Justin on today, and we'll have to see about getting the rest of the band on in the future. If they're that good, we need them on the show. But first, we're going to go with Justin Smithson, listen to his tune, then we'll talk with him right after we listen to Crawl. Thank you. 
let's crawl. And here's the man who did it. I'm going to have to tell on you, Z. I'm going to have to tell him that you uh, you lined him up as another ugly cowboy. But, hey, come on in here, Justin, and say hello. <laughs> I, I I'll do it. <laughs> We're doing great. Uh, we're glad to have sure. you here with us. Uh, Z has said some mighty nice things about you. For people who aren't familiar with Justin Smithson, tell us a little bit about yourself, your music background, how you got to where you are today. Uh, well, I started uh, started playing guitar when I was five years old. I was really interested in music that was out well before I was born, although I didn't realize it was. Um, I was listening to some radio stations locally, played classic rock, so uh, a lot of Eagles, Rush, Yes, you know, even uh, really good uh, chick rock bands like Heart and Joan Jett, stuff like that. Like, I was really into a lot of that stuff. And uh, I just always, like, the guitar kind of just always, you know, stood out to me, even when I was that young. And uh, I, uh, my father had uh, a guitar, and he played in the living room all the time. And I just happened to be right at eye level with him and when he played, because I was only, like, three or four when I started to get super interested. And... Um, so I, I kind of memorized all the chords as he was playing them. So on my fifth birthday, he puts a guitar in my hand and he starts teaching me the chords. And I said, I, I already know those. And he says, all right, you know, smart guy. He says, you know, go ahead and go in your bedroom and practice the song. And when you're ready, come on out. And so I, I went in my room and I had a Fisher Price record player and I put the Eagles greatest hits on and take it easy was my favorite song. And about 15 minutes later, I came out and I played it for my whole family. <laughs> and, um, uh, <laughs> So that's that's how I got started, and then uh, by the time I was, you know, I went to some talent shows and stuff, and uh, by the time I was thirteen, um, I was uh, I was cast in a musical at high school as one of the children in The Sound of Music, and uh, Jose, a bass player, um, was uh, uh, he was cast as Captain Von Trapp, and so him and I met. His uh, cousin Joe had just moved into the area; they had a little band, and. Uh, um, he asked if I wanted to come jam, and uh, I said, yes, of course. And within a week, we started, we played our first benefit and just kind of took off from there. And, um, you know, I've been with those guys, uh, Jose and Joe, the drummer Joe and Jose and myself, have been together for 30 years next year. Wow, that's uh, that's quite a uh, biography right there, and a, a bass player named Jose. I like that. That's got right. a good sound to it. Z, come on in here now. You know this gentleman. So I'm going to put it on you. Uh, you know his weak points. You know his secrets. Fire away. Let's see what you can get him to open up and admit to. Well, usually a musician by the name of Jose is a percussionist. I'm just going to go off and record and say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Justin, first off, David, this is a very, very, very dear friend of mine. I love him like a brother. And we do a show together on Disruption Network on Mondays. It's called Local Music Monday. Insert plug right away. Anyways, um, Justin and I go way back. Um, he was playing my club back in the day and, and, and just many different um, avenues. I've known him forever. But I, I did say this at the beginning of the, of the show that Showtime is the best harmonizing band of all of upstate New York, well, all of New York State, I will say that. But Justin also is a ripping guitar player, and I, and I don't think you get recognized enough for your guitar playing because of how great you sing, brother. So I just got to go on record by saying that. And, and the kid Appreciate just shreds. That. He does. He shreds as a guitar player. But I, I want to jump off subject really quick because uh, what's going on now on Facebook is like the influential albums, the top ten influential albums of your life. And mm. I know that you were very instrumental in doing this 
uh, this past week, Justin. So if we could cut through all the Facebook stuff. I just want to know some of your influential albums throughout your life. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, I, 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 uh, I, my very first album that I used on that top ten list was uh, the Eagles' Greatest Hits because that's what started it all for me, really. So uh, that was that was number one, and then uh, I kind of went kind of off different, you know, different areas. I mean, uh, people were making fun of me because I, I, I did have some Toto albums on there because I'm a huge Toto fan. And, uh, but I only used two, two total albums on there. So I was very proud of myself for that. Uh, the Beatles, I, I actually put the Beatles anthology on there because, uh, I mean, there really wasn't a Beatles album that I didn't listen to. Tower of Power was another one. Uh, I really dug the funk, you know, I really got into funk for a while and Tower of Power was it for me. And, uh, then of course, uh, Dave Matthews band Crash was one of the most influential records for me, um, back in the nineties. So so I had that, and uh, let me see if I can remember any more. Matchbox 20, uh, Yourself or Someone Like You. I mean, there was, like, what, 10 hits off of the album? It was insane. So uh, oh, no. them, yeah, and then uh, my, my other one that I had, I had two more. I had John Leaving on Through Here, local artist. Um, he was a huge inspiration for me growing up, and uh, so he was there. And then also the – the album of the year for all of us growing up when we were uh, uh, seniors in high school, because they graduated in 99, uh, the record um, Whatever and Ever Amen by Ben Folds 5 was in there as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised to find out that you're uh, you're a uh, shredder, a, a guitar maestro, uh, because of the story you told about your dad shutting you in the bedroom and you taking 15 minutes to learn a complete song and they'd go play it for the whole family. I think... There was an indication right there that there was some talent <laughs> buried inside of that persona somewhere, and uh, you have obviously put it to good use. You've been how long have you been doing music now? Uh, well, I mean, I've been with the band for thirty years, but I started when I was five. I suck at math, but uh, I, I think uh, thirty. <laughs> wow. Yeah, thirty-eight years will be thirty-nine years next year. Another overnight year, sensation. Years, sorry, right. Thirty-eight years. <laughs> I got you. Now, do you write your own music, or do you write some and borrow some? Well, I uh, I, I did. Um, I mean, we are we are obviously in a cover band, so um, I and I play myself. I do. Uh, I average on around two fifty to two seventy five for shows a year, and uh, so that takes up a lot of my time. So I haven't been writing as much as I'd like to, uh, but. Uh, the song that you played before, that was a song that I wrote all the music to, and uh, my good friend Mike Brindisi wrote the lyrics. And um, the other song that I sent in to you is called If I Fall, and uh, that's a song that I wrote lyrics and music to. And it was used uh, in here in Utica. We had uh, uh, Utica Comets, which is an AHL affiliate uh, right now at the New Jersey Devils. And their first season when they came in, uh, the proprietor, I'm good friends with him, and he asked if uh, I wouldn't mind using that song for them for their pump-up song. So every home game, I actually did a video, a music video with it, and they, they played it at every home game. So that was really awesome. And uh, just, um, you know, I, I do enjoy writing music. I, it takes me a lot longer to write lyrics because obviously music is my forte. So um, I, I tend to uh, love when other people have lyrics for me to to play off of. <laughs> I could understand that, and uh, I, I really uh, was kind of curious because I know a lot of the artists that we talk with use their time in the uh, COVID lockdown 
to uh, explore their writing and creativity. I wondered if you'd had the opportunity to do that. Uh, Z, I'm going to throw it back to you because you know this guy. Justin, I'm curious to know, uh, and I know you're really busy. You, you, you just mentioned you played well over 200 shows a year, 250 shows a year, which is amazing. He is the hardest working man in all of the 315 as far as on the music level goes. But I'm kind of curious, and I know you're also busy, you know, raising a son and all and your beautiful family and whatnot, but when you're sitting around the house, are you banging around on a guitar at all, or do you just, like, kind of put it off to the side because you're gigging so much? Uh, well, I mean, it depends. There's, there, it's funny because uh, there's some weeks that are, like this week in general, um, the, I, I don't play a gig. I played a gig on uh, Saturday, and then I won't play again until this Friday. And so uh, it'll it'll go to be about maybe Wednesday night, Thursday, when I'll start Jones in to pick up my guitar, and I'll I'll pick it up. But for the most part, I mean, if I got five, six shows a week, the last thing I want to do is look at a musical instrument, to be honest with you. So then I listen to talk radio. I don't even listen to music. <laughs> I can understand that. And by yeah, the way, I'll uh, take that time to... Uh, I'll take that time to, to uh, catch up on sports. <laughs> there you go. I was going to ask you what you do yeah. with all your spare time, but you seem to have covered that pretty well. And uh, I was going to flash back on something that uh, Z had said about self-promotion. I want you to understand that on this show, we encourage self-promotion heartily. And on that note, right. I'm going to go to another feature that we try to incorporate with every guest we have on the show, and that's to give them time to tell the listeners how they can find you online, how they can follow you, contact you, and, of course, most importantly, how they can get your music. Here's your stage. Tell them all. All right. Well, I mean, uh, I'm on Facebook, and I know all the youngsters don't really use Facebook anymore, but it seems to be the best way to to uh, keep in touch with our fans and followers. So uh, uh, you can find the band Showtime. Uh, we're Showtime the Band right on uh, Facebook. So facebook.com slash Showtime the Band. Uh, also on Instagram is Showtime the Band. And also I promote myself because I do play by myself. Uh, and uh, that's under Justin Smithson Music on uh on Facebook and Instagram. Also, I'm part of a duo, um, and uh, we're called Poor Tim. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram as well. Um, and just, you know, message, just message that uh, any of those any any of those uh, pages because I, I handle all of them. So, and I, I think I made a mistake. I said Instagram. I said it was Justin Smith's music, but it's actually Justin Smith's solo. So that's the only mistake I made there. And I don't really do much with Twitter. I probably should, but I don't. <laughs> Well, uh, we'll excuse you making one mistake. Uh, what you got coming up in the future? Uh, well, we uh, uh, Showtime also, I forgot to mention, as a trio. We don't have our own page for the trio, but we do a bit of different music with the, the original three that started uh, almost 30 years ago. And uh, we're playing this Friday at a local bar in Frankfurt here called Fortello's. And then uh, Saturday we head down to Ithaca. Uh, my best friend owns a restaurant down there called the Ithaca Ale House, and uh, we're playing down there on Saturday. So we're pretty excited to get back down there. Justin, I got a uh, song that I want you to play on, brother, and I want to talk to you about it. So hopefully you and I can finally get together and uh, come to fruition of me finally getting to play some music with you. That would be great. I would love that. Yeah, I'm going to talk to you about it off air, actually. When, when I'll give you a shout about it. But uh, I've got things cool. in the works. I have one song that I need to record that I need to get out there, that I need to get off my soul. 
And uh, I want you to help. I want you to help me with that. So that sounds absolutely sounds like yeah, something we need to get a spy into. Get a recording of that. We've one thing we've never done. We've talked about it, but we've never done on the show is we have never caught any of our artists jamming. So uh, one of these days we'll be in the right place at the right time with the right acoustics, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get something like that going. So if you happen to be the first one, that's fine too. And uh, Justin, I I didn't mention to you. I don't know if uh, if Z did or not, but actually I'm a hometown boy from up there myself. I grew up in a little obscure town called Holland's Patent. Well, I grew up oh, a little, yeah. not a lot. There's a lot of people who would say <laughs> I didn't grow up that much. But, uh, yeah, I lived in Utica, <laughs> Rome for a lot of years, and then I was gone running around the country. And then I was back up there, well, I think it was, what, 2010, that uh, I was back up there for the Music and Arts Festival. Yeah. And that's where I ran into Z and his buddy. And uh, we've been hooked up at one one extent or another ever since. And uh, when I needed somebody to sit in for my uh, co-host on the show, I got a hold of him and he jumped at the chance to sit in and give me a hard time. And I jumped at the chance to work with him because we'd never had a chance to do that before. This was the next best thing. <laughs> before we let you go, tell us, if you will, please, about this next song we're going to play, If I Fall. Uh, if I Fall, it was a, uh, I, I believe it or not, was married before. And uh, I, I haven't really told this many people uh, the story, but um, she had uh, begged me to write a song uh, for her. And um, it was kind of towards the end of our uh, marriage. And uh, I kind of wrote it sarcastically, but she never really realized it. And so it was, uh, to me, I mean, it could be, you could take it how you want, and that's fine uh, as a song that's uplifting, you know, kind of like the comments did. Um, you know, it's an uplifting song, but for for me, what it means to me is that, uh, you know, wanting somebody to be there to catch you if you fall, you know, to pick you up when you're down, you know, and stuff like that. It's something that she never was able to do, and that's why that, that was a sarcastic meaning behind the song. But uh, a lot of people have taken it the way that it that normal people would and that it is a very uplifting song and uh, you know it ended up being the basis for what I was actually searching for in life after her was was trying to find somebody that could be there for me you know when I felt down and when I was needing to be picked up and helped through so the double entendre angle is really interesting too because anytime you've got something like that it acts as a hook people are going to listen to it and they're going to stop and think you know what did he mean by that did he mean this or that and, uh, hey, that's one of the most important things. Hook them in, get them to think about the song. Lots of people listen to songs. Not everybody thinks about them. If you get them thinking, you own them. They're yours. Right, right, exactly. And uh, just a shameless plug, uh, this uh, next track features our drummer, Joe, uh, from Showtime. And then I played all the rest of the instruments on the track, as well as Crawl. And then... Um, the song you played before, um, and uh, Sean Smith, the guy that I play in my duo with, he sings back up on this next song. So, got to throw some plugs no out Jose. there. No Jose. No Jose. No. At, at the time, it's funny because at the time I wasn't actually with Showtime. I had left for oh god, about six, seven months. I think I left for, and uh, that's a whole other story for another time. But uh, during that time, I stayed friends with the guys and stuff, and uh, I actually played Jose's bass on the on the the track and on the album because I didn't own one. So I borrowed a bass from him. <laughs> and uh, 
I would have played the drums myself, but I didn't have enough time to sit there and keep going over and over again, so I hired the professional to do it. <laughs> I gotcha. Listen, thank you so much for coming and sharing time with us today, telling your story and sharing your music. Really a pleasure having you. You're part of our family now. Once you're on the show, uh, really? you become part of the family, so we want to keep in touch with you. We want to know what's going on. We want you to come back again in the future. Absolutely. I truly appreciate uh, you having me on, and I'm truly honored. It's our pleasure. Thank you again, ladies and gentlemen. Justin Smithson, here he is with If I Fall.
I just had to get that guitar there in the background. That, that's great. And you know what? Justin Smithson was right. That is a great song. It is really uplifting. You can get a couple of different thought patterns from it. But no, that is that is a great song. I like that. I may add that to my own streaming playlist because that's a that's a cool number. I really like it. What say you, Z? I'm kind of curious on how many songs are on your playlist, like your your <laughs> like playlist. It's got to be in the thousands. Yeah, I've got to be honest with you. I haven't made a playlist for that very reason. There are too many. I just uh, I wait till I get in the mood to hear something. I might get up in the morning with a song in my head, and like I did here uh, last week, we had a guest who was talking about songwriting and referred to an old standard, uh, Mel Torme. And I said at the time, you know, I haven't listened to any of his music in decades. I'm going to have to do that. Next morning, I got up, I flashed on the name, and I sat here and had a Mel Torme session that morning. So it's a case of whatever mood I'm in, because the music is so readily available. I mean, I've got tons of CDs here. You can punch it up online and hear stuff. I listen to stuff I've forgotten about. You know, you get some song out of your childhood, yet all of a sudden you hit you and you say, oh my gosh, I haven't heard that song since 1960. I'll go online and listen to it 45 times. But uh, yeah, that's a, that is a great song. And I hope he listens to this and gets to hear me say that because I mean it. And I thank you for bringing him by. Great talent. Can't wait to have him come back with uh, with the group. That's a uh, that's something to look forward to there. And we want to remind you again, folks. You like our guests. You like their music. Add it to your streaming playlist because that's that's very important to them. For a lot of them, that's the way they make a couple extra bucks. I mean, nobody is living off of the royalties on plays anymore. You've got to get out on the road and play it. To, to really make a living, but it all counts. And if you watch the arguments online about uh, royalties and how people are complaining how bad they are in some cases, in many cases, uh, you know that there's importance to it because if it wasn't important, they wouldn't be complaining about it. Right, Z? That's a fact, man. And the royalties, I feel like the artists are uh, kind of getting uh, the shaft, if you will, on a lot of these royalty deals especially with streaming platforms and whatnot but uh we could we could go down that rabbit hole at some other time i'm sure that we could eat up a whole hour show on that subject alone but uh you know you got to get paid for your work is uh the bottom line and 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 it's the principle of the thing so you know get compensated for for the for your creativity and i'm thinking very seriously of doing a show on the royalty situation what i'd like to do is I would like to have at least one successful artist. I get somebody from radio or streaming, and maybe one from each, one from radio, one from a streaming service, but get a mixture of people from all areas and have a sit-down and discuss it on the show. I think that would make an incredibly interesting show. We have an incredibly interesting young man who is coming up next. He has an interesting story. Now, here's a man who has not become a hit churner yet, He hasn't run out a string of hits that's been charted all over the place. And there's a reason we've got him on here. That's exactly the reason we want to talk to somebody who is still in the process of taking that next leap. His name is Tim Ford. And here he is with a thing called Lonesome Love.
a podcast around the world, so uh, you're getting uh, you're getting stretched out there a little bit. And I I agree with you because uh, well, you wouldn't be on the show if I didn't think you had something to offer there. I've listened to uh, four of your tracks and uh, get some good stuff. We just heard one, and I have a music major here with me. Z, what'd you think of it? Oh, it was great. I love the emotions of the, the whole song. There's a lot of peaks and valleys, if you will. And uh, it always just goes to show you that it's important the notes that aren't being played are just important as the notes that are being played, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Because that Thank creates you. the emotions in the song. And right. that's exactly what I, what I loved about that. Uh, Tim, I'm kind of curious. Are you a medley first kind of guy when you're writing music or a lyric first kind of guy? Lyric first. The lyrics just pop up in your head, and then the melody will come after? Yes. When I communicate with Adam, I'll write the lyrics, and if he likes the song, he will have me call him back or send him a voicemail saying, how does the melody go? And then he performs it, and he's right on spot with how I hear the song when I'm writing it. On that note, you mentioned to me when we were talking the other day that uh, you had one song that you had fussed around with, worked out, written, you were really, really liking it, and you sent it to one of your people. I don't know if uh, which one. I don't remember which one. But you sent it to one of your contacts, and they did it, sent it back, and you said it was spot on what you had in mind. That was Adam. Don called me back after he'd read Lonesome Love and said, hey, I've got your, I think I've got Lonesome Love down. And he sang it to me over the phone, and I said, man, you're a good singer. And he said, well, I know somebody that can take it to the next level. And so when he told me about Adam, I looked him up on YouTube and I said, I have access to this guy. And he said, yes, I'm personal friends with him. And so that's how things took off. And those things do happen, let me tell you. Don was on our show here a couple of weeks ago and uh, very much liked talking with him. And he did seem everything that you said, professional, knows what he's doing, got the right feel, and a heck of a nice guy, too. So I think you've got yourself a good friend there. What else are you doing? I know you're writing a lot. What are you doing to try and reach out other than, you know, getting on shows with weird guys like me and talking to contacts on the phone? Uh, this has been about it. I don't know how to reach out, I guess. I'm not in the industry, so um, it's it's not an easy road. No, it's not. If you're not familiar with it, uh, any road is awkward if you're not familiar with it. And that's one of the reasons I thought it would be great to have you on here because it'll give you a little bit more uh, reaching out. Who knows who's listening out there around the world, but uh, also give you the experience of doing it. And uh, every time you get the experience of doing one more thing, you're just that much more confident. Now, the next time you get a chance to uh, go on the radio or a personal interview or whatever, you're going to be a little less worried about it because you've been there, done that. You've been in the water. You know how to swim. And that that's a good thing. What kind of tips you might have for MZ? Tim, you're not gigging currently? Uh, there's no gig? No, I'm not a musician. Not a musician. I'm just a writer. Gotcha. So you're just, just writing. Uh, go to Nashville. That's the tip I have for you. That's where everybody is right now that's writing music. You just go down to Nashville and, and get yourself into like one of those open mic nights and see some of the talent that are down there and collaborate with some of those guys. And that's where it's hip and happening. You know where else? Denver, Colorado right now is really blowing up. It's, really? it's a really hot, hot music bed right now in Denver. 
Um, but, yeah, if you could go out to one of those hot spots right there. and I mean, if that's the, the way you're looking to pursue a music career by yeah. writing and stuff, uh, yeah, yes. relocation, brother. That's, or Austin, Texas, that's another one. Charleston, South Carolina is another hotbed for music. So there's definitely some great places out there that are, uh, are, are doing it. Now, where are you located? Central Illinois. Ah, oh, Chicago, baby. I love Chicago. Chicago's three and a half to four hours away from where I live, but yes, um, close to the to the state capital of Springfield. But yeah, that's that's what you've got to do. You've got to you take everybody you talk to, whether it's somebody you meet locally, somebody you contact online, and the internet is great for giving you advantages that uh, artists in the past haven't had. You can communicate around the world without it costing you a small fortune, and uh, Every contact you can get, talk with them, pick their brain, ask them for referrals, anybody they know. And uh, the more you do it, the more you're going to find yourself automatically doing these things. So just keep reaching out. As I tell most of the artists that we talk to, uh, the trick is get it in as many ears as possible. The more people whose head you get inside of, the better chance you've got of finding the one that's going to open that door for you. That makes sense. You've definitely got talent. You don't need me to tell you that. You've written some great stuff. Lonesome Love is uh, is living proof of that. And uh, without hearing any more, I can sit here and say, yeah, if you wrote that, you got talent. I mean, that song didn't Thank write you. itself. And Thank I, you. I really think that you can make it if you just stay with it, keep knocking on doors and talking to the right people. What do you got planned coming up? Now, this is almost the end of 2023, starting a new year. What do you got planned for the next new year? Oh, gosh. Um, I kind of think life as it comes a day at a time. I don't um, have any uh, big plans for uh, anything. I work a full-time job still, so it's very time-consuming, and I'm raising a family. So um, if, That's if, a challenge if, for if, you. If an opportunity presented itself, I would definitely be um, – uh, up for a venture. Right. I got you. That's, uh, that's something you can, uh, well, if, if you don't want to make hard plans, you can, uh, you know, sketch out ideas, leave the door open to the possibilities, you know, Hey, you might, uh, you might take the family and fly down to Nashville for a few days just to see what kind of people you meet. We, uh, we went to Nashville a few years ago. It was unfortunately right in the middle of the COVID pandemic. Oh, and a lot of places were closed. I didn't know what doors to knock on. I didn't have any direction whatsoever. And it was really more of a family trip than it was a, a semi-business trip for me. Right. Now, did your family like it? Yeah, it was a, it was a there fun you go. family there trip. There you go. Mm -hmm. You got an excuse to go back. It was COVID. Things were locked down. You need to go back exactly. and see it now that it's opened up. Yeah. Yeah, we do. And the same for... The same for the other areas. You're close to Chicago. Uh, you know, you can do a little research, find a few of the in places to go. They don't have to be the big hotspots. A lot of artists start in clubs that have never been heard of. I remember a little joint up in Saratoga Springs, New York, up where the racetrack is, Cafe Lena's. And uh, I cannot tell you the number of stars that came out of that club I, I can't count them, but I know Don McLean was one. Uh, back in the 60s, virtually every folk artist that ever trod the boards played Cafe Lina's in Saratoga. You go there and you get in 
doing night there, you're going to meet somebody that's going to tell you about somebody they know. I guarantee it. Like I said, it doesn't have to be the biggest club in town. Just find the right club. Find, you know, do some research. Find the clubs. Where are the open mic nights? Where do the up and coming artists hang? And uh, you'll find some places. Okay, I appreciate the advice. I want to see it work for you. That's what I want. I want you to come back here and tell us how great it was that this happened to you when you were there. Okay. That sounds like a plan. Give it, give it inspiration, David. That's what you're doing. You're inspiring here. We're inspiring the music in the, in the nation. So I love it. Listen now, we're going to play another one of your tunes. You sent me four of them, and I went with the first two you sent me because they they grabbed me. They They said something to me. And the next one we're going to play is Mom's Eyes, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, you were listening to you were listening to our last guest, so you know that I try to give everyone a chance to sell themselves. So tell the listeners where they can find you online, how they can contact you, follow you, and as I always say, the most important thing, how they can get your music. Okay, all four songs are on Reverb Nation. The best contact for me is my email address, T-I-M-M-E-F-O-R-D at gmail.com. Z, before we let him go, is there any last words? Tim, I just wish you all the luck in the world. Best of luck in your future endeavors. Keep on writing. Keep inspiring. And keep doing your thing, man. Thank you. And uh, back at you. Best wishes to you. (laughs) And as you also know, you're on our show You're now part of the family, and we're going to haunt you. So stay in touch. Let us know what's going on. And don't forget the uh, Facebook groups page, The David Bowers Awards. Anything you've got you want to share with the followers, with music lovers, whatever, post it up there, and we'll share it around to the other places where we post. Okie doke. And, of course, don't forget to come back and see us again. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Ford. Tim with two M's. Tim Ford. And this is... Mom's eyes. Sometimes I'd miss supper. My bicycle was my pride. I'd ride till sundown every day. If I'd seen me through mom's eyes, she was always in my corner. Even when I was wrong For all the things I can't repay She'll live forever in this song Time I heard her voice, a moment I can't get back. 